Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 180 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, it's been a little bit since we had an episode, obviously. Uh, a lot of uh, delays happening uh, in the Overwatch offseason. So, yeah, I think we would have had one uh, a week ago because there would have been a lot of free agent moves. Unfortunately, the free agency window has been pushed back again. Uh, so we're here with still with a lot of news because it's been a, it's been a long time since we have been on this podcast, but not unfortunately not as many uh, Overwatch League moves as we would like. Still, still a good amount. Still, people even though there's no free agents, we do get uh, trades happening as well as coach signings coaches do not fall under the player free agency period so yeah uh we will get to those later in the show uh but we have a lot of just uh overwatch news in general i mean season two just came out so we're gonna we're gonna have a lot to talk about let's start with uh twitch drops continuing because everyone loves twitch drops uh right now if you uh, go on Twitch, uh, two hours watched, you'll get a nice little Ramatra-related spray, and then another four hours, and you will get a Ramatra Legendary skin. And then uh, they have also announced uh, some more drops that are going to happen starting on Christmas, uh, December 25th through January 4th. There will be Winter Wonderland drops happening, and then Lunar New Year drops will be happening uh, from January 11th to January 25th. I've already gotten both my Ramatra things. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love love having them in game. And we'll yeah. talk more about Ramatra. But yeah, glad to have stuff for him. Yeah, we always like to, you know, include the reminders about the Twitch drops. It seems like that's going to be a pretty pretty standard thing uh, going into Overwatch 2, which I, I know we've talked about before, but I definitely don't mind. Uh, what I did mind was <laughs> um, watching all the, you know, Twitch stuff and uh, six hours to get the traveling monk uh, legendary skin, and then uh, open up the game, and I believe uh, it was in my shop to purchase as well. <laughs> that's yeah, the same weird traveling monk skin, which I mean, I I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's news. I think they were doing something similar with Kiriko too, but it's just not you know not a fun thing, not a not a good experience, you know to. <laughs> to go in and see that um you know like if you had bought it and then anyway whatever yeah but uh, you didn't know right it yeah. was predatory yeah free skins are good though i'll take free skins yeah um, i mean I, I guess it's there i don't know but but they should have just done this later it's there for people who miss this window right but uh um, yeah. it's weird when the window is currently happening to have it there that's yeah. for sure the, I also think there's is there's two different versions of the skin, right? It's like a classic legendary Overwatch legendary skin that has like two different versions of it. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, that, that I don't know. Um. So yeah, maybe maybe one of them is only purchasable, and the other one is um, through Twitch drops, but I'm not sure. Um, I can, I can open the game right now, actually. <laughs> there you go. Live um, live fact checking as we as we speak. Yeah, live live fact checking. Um, as we as we fact check, we can talk about Ramatra, 
who had tons of dev updates, uh, gameplay trailer, move set, all this stuff. We, we haven't had an episode since we actually dove deep into Ramatra and how he plays as a character. Um, Joe, I love him. I gotta say, I played, played him a quick play a couple times. I got stomped at first because I was late to the party. I, I was at work <laughs> all day and then I logged on. And then I was getting just 1v1, uh, 1v1 on Ramatra and getting destroyed. But so far, I like it. As someone who really likes Sigma, uh, he does feel similar to... It's like a mixture of Sigma and Reinhardt almost. Because oh, yeah. he, his one form feels very Sigma-y. I'm sort of just poking. I have a shield. Um, and then I switch to Reinhardt. And I go in and I start punching things. And I, it's fun. It's just a lot of fun. And I think he's really balanced, too, Joe. Like, he's really balanced. He's not bad. He's not insanely good. Um, this might be one of the most balanced heroes they've ever released on on release, which is crazy. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Ramatra? Yeah, definitely the... Um you know, mixture of Ryan and Sigma. That's definitely what I'm hearing a lot from, <laughs> you know, people who've been been playing Ramatra a lot. Uh, I, I got on and... Um, uh, bought the the premium battle pass with my with my watch point coin with my watch pack which my with my watch point pack coins <laughs> um uh you anyway, know to to get him you know jump in and and try this with me. it's definitely definitely very interesting he's definitely not um it's definitely not going to be another junker queen situation in terms of <laughs> you know with him being incredibly overpowered um but yeah, you get the uh, is it some of the shield mechanics of, of Sigma when you you know get to place it and, and dance around it. Uh, you get some of the shield mechanics of Ryan with his with his block ability. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting combination, and I would love to see um, you know high level play of um, you know what teams start to end up doing with him. Like I wonder, um, and, and I'm trying to think of a good example because obviously we don't have the Overwatch League. We're not gonna you know. Uh, see Ramatra right in in Owl until you know spring probably. Um, uh, I, I suppose I, I wonder if he's going to be in like the um, that I just threw on the rundown because I just made an announcement about it. If he's going to be in the Calling All Heroes tournament finals, for example, um, that would be interesting to to observe. But but yeah, just it'll be interesting to see how you know what kind of what kind of niche he fits in. Um, uh, gameplay wise but definitely definitely interesting definitely um uh, it seems like it's relatively complicated to get um all of the all of the use out of all those different forms and abilities and things um and you know people are only going to get better at it that's for sure oh yeah um i, I think people will definitely get better at them over time i i hope they do i it's they probably won't do it in the calling all heroes but I, it'd be really fun to see it um, I did. I did my fact check, Joe, and yes, I was correct. There, there is traveling monk and wandering monk. Traveling <laughs> monk. Traveling monk is what you get with Twitch. It is like blue and white, and then wandering monk is the same skin, except it is like a orange, um, orange and brown version of it. Oh, okay, so that's what, the purchasable one. Yeah, that's the one you could buy in the shop, okay, which is well, what they did. That's slightly better. Yeah, it's what they do for like every hero has like the, their um, legendary skins that aren't event related, right? Um, and they they're usually two versions of them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's what's happening. I, I gotta say, I prefer 
I, I like blue better, so I kind of prefer the uh, the Twitch drop one over the one that cost me money. So <laughs> there you go, which is just as well, probably. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will say. I mean, we will we'll get into the battle pass and everything, but I, I like Ramatra skins in general are so sick. Not only because he gets he basically gets it feels like he gets two skins because he has two forms. Oh yeah. Um, and they're like with the Poseidon skin, like in normal form, he looks really cool. And then he goes to Nemesis form. He's got these like octopus tentacles coming out of him. And like, oh, I just love the design of this character so much. The voice acting of this character so much. The backstory. Like, this is just one of the best heroes they've released in a while as far as lore goes. None of his abilities are like too annoying. The only thing that's like teetering towards annoying is his alt which um and only specifically in the situation where uh it's about to be overtime and everyone needs to clump together because if you don't know what his alt is it's basically this it's the opposite of transcendence it's this big circle <laughs> and instead of healing it deals damage um but unlike zen zen obviously it lasts for a specific amount of time his last three seconds but the timer is paused as long as his alt is dealing damage to somebody. So in you can clearly see in situations where everyone on the other team needs to be clumped up and touching the point, you can see why that would be really good. Because no one is no one can leave that circle. Um and then you just have to kill the Ramatra, stuff like that. I think his ult is super balanced in other situations. I think that's the one situation where maybe it's a bit busted. Um but overall, I think his kit is not too annoying at all. Um, everything see, he has no abilities that like just you know make you want to rip your hair out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, overall, I'm I'm super happy with this this hero. I'm excited for him to come to comp because I I will probably play him a bunch. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely had that thought about the. Um about his ultimate you know the ways in which you can or can't play around it i think um in some ways i mean we there were similar things said about um i don't remember specifically but uh presumably you know back a couple years ago uh when wrecking ball came out for example uh and the minefields like oh you know that's you know that's the <laughs> that's gonna be the objective clearing you know overtime kind of ultimate and and you know and I, I realize it's definitely a different situation, but um, you know there may be just as as common or, or straightforward or whatever responsive uh, team play that's a, able to uh, to counteract that well. But, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely unique and definitely like the the timer function uh, is interesting. I wonder if they may um, you know eventually give that a nerf that it's you know sort of the the timer is slowed when it's active but not completely stopped or you know something like that but um yeah um but yeah very interesting and you were talking about his his launch and the lore and all that kind of stuff this is the the first hero that um uh the overwatch team has um they made a launch and they did a they did a, a series of dev update videos which like probably five or six or seven um oh take of uh, several different uh, members of the Overwatch team in in lore and in gameplay and in design, um, talking about his his lore and gameplay and design and history and um, and the the ways in which he's changed during development and just really lots of background uh, in sort of a series of videos. You know, pump up your your YouTube view count a little bit, I suppose. Um, 
but it's definitely interesting to to go back and look at if you haven't already. Um, just the the ways in which um, he you know had sort of evolved and changed. Um, uh, as far as that goes, again, just you know coming out with his launch because he's been out, you know, he's been public since that uh, Storm Rising PVE event, um, and has been in the heads of the Overwatch team for longer than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's cool. I, I did like how many dev updates it did with it. it. It got me more hype for the character, and it helped us learn way more about him. So I, I like that style. I hope they do it going forward. It, it's better than just, like, clumping it all into one long, like, 12-minute video or whatever, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and you get to see a bunch of different faces from the Overwatch team and see exactly who worked on that specific aspect of Ramatra because... You know, it's a bunch of different teams come together to make a to make a hero. You know, so cool to see. Uh, no doubt about that. There's also even a lore story they released, uh, Ramacha Reflections, which I, I have not looked at. And I uh, usually but, do, but I haven't actually either. <laughs> but it's a short yeah. story, um, just like they you know released on their website, like they do with everything else. Uh, you can go in and read. Um, looks like a series of vignettes about Ramatra at um, Shambhali Monastery. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, fun to see. Uh, fun to play. If you haven't tried Ramatra yet, uh, he's fun. I, I am now, after this podcast, I really want to go play him again. <laughs> Just got you thinking uh, about it. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Um, <laughs> all right. On to Season 2 overall. Uh, Ramatra obviously a big part of this Season 2 release, Joe. Um, but with Season 2, we get a bunch We get a bunch of new stuff, not just a new hero. We got a new map, we got a, a brand new battle pass, um, and we're going to get a lot of new things in the shop and new events, obviously. So, wow. That's, uh, and a new patch, not to mention, with yeah, a bunch so of battle changes. Yeah. Um, this is what happens when we get a seasonal model, and it's ex so exciting to see uh, because it feels like a brand new game every uh, couple months, which is great for the game. Keeps me coming back because I was definitely faltering uh, towards the end of season one. Once I finished the battle pass, I was kind of just just not playing anymore. Sojourn was dominant, so I, it, it really refreshing to get uh, all this new stuff at once and make it feel like a new game. Where do what do we where do we want to go first? Do we want to go with the patch notes, Joe? Should we yeah, patch I think notes? That, it? I think that may be a good place to start, and we can kind of go from there. Um, right. Because yeah, you mentioned you know with with all the changes that came through and all the news and updates that came through with season two. Uh, in some ways, it does feel um, like a, a different game people are playing now, even then from launch. Um, but I you know from from community feedback, it seems like maybe the one place that that isn't one hundred percent fully the case is in uh, the patch notes. I've seen. You know, feedback that uh, may not have gone far enough, uh, but we'll we'll kind of see how that goes as we dive in. Um, because yeah, season two, uh, this is day four of season two now. Uh, uh, Ramantra uh, got launched. Uh, they've been describing him in all all of the uh, publications and stuff as a tempo tank, uh, which is an interesting <laughs> bit of terminology they haven't um, really shared before. Um, but and, because they said, you know, he's the first one like that. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do with that in the future. Um, uh, we got the new map, uh, Shambhali, which is an escort map. Um, 
which is uh, super interesting, and we can talk about that separately or whatever. But uh, I, I went, you know, pulled up a custom game and, and did a walkthrough from it, and it's uh, it has a lot of elements that remind you of the the Nepal map, obviously, which makes sense. Um, uh, but it's it's like very uphill, it feels like, and very uh, like you go in a cave and in and around the monastery and like a sort of village type type of setting. It's very interesting. Um, and again, it makes me really intrigued to see what's um, uh, in the context of you know, the Overwatch League and, and this podcast, you know, what um, you know professionals end up doing with it. Um, and of course, the um, uh, Greek mythology battle pass. Oh, yeah. Um, so much stuff. Shibali, I haven't actually gotten a game on Shibali yet, Joe, but uh, I d- did the same as you when it cussed a game. Looks really cool. Um, and yeah, a full, uh, a full, I mean, I Greek mythology. I'm a sucker for that. So love the battle pass theme. Uh, we're getting an event battle of Olympus uh, around it later uh, in January. So I'm excited after Winter Wonderland, I guess. Yeah, uh, should be good. Yeah, it makes me wonder, because um, if you remember, I forget when the statement was made, but very early this year or late last year, um, one somebody from the Overwatch team uh, said that 2022 was going to be the year that um, had the most uh, releases of uh, Legendary skins uh, in the game's history, like the, the, the highest volume of Legendary skin releases. Um, and anyway, but this battle pass made me think of it again because I or this, or I sh- we shouldn't call it the battle pass because it's they're not battle pass skins most of them. But this this set of themed skins for season two uh, that will be purchasable um, made me think of that again. And I wonder if that's if that's um, held true. But um, it would have to be somebody other than me to do the math for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, uh. yeah. But yes, diving into the patch notes. Um, the control mode uh, got a, a little bit of a tweak, um, just like it got a little bit of a tweak in the uh, Overwatch 2 beta, uh, where the overtime rules changed a little bit, um, where a team could recapture a point at 99% and immediately tick to 100 without an overtime. Um, um, <laughs> and it's not super clear based on the, the dev notes here. Uh, it says they fixed a bug and that created another bug, and then they had to fix that um but the the ultimate you know the upshot of it is they've restored the uh, automatic overtime uh for control maps so if as this example says if team a has 99 percent on a control map uh and team b is in control of the point but team a flips it uh overtime will automatically trigger um until or unless team b can touch again um so basically restoring back to how things were in overwatch one um which is relevant. Um, they threw in, uh, we now have the hero challenges uh, to unlock Junker Queen, Sojourn, and Kiriko if you have not done so, uh, which basically means you were not an original Overwatch 1 player, um, is, I believe, basically the only reason anybody would not have those heroes. Um, um, and, and we talked about those. I, I haven't seen them in my game because obviously I've unlocked all those heroes. I saw a screenshot of them somewhere uh, on the internet, but basically... Um, you have to, I forget if it's play or win, uh, like 35 quick play games, and not even as that character, right? Uh, it's win, 
it's win, not play, and it is as whatever. So for Sojourn, it's DPS. Uh, for uh, okay. Dark Queen, it's tank, and for Kiriko, it's support. So it's okay. Yeah. So yeah, we got to yeah. win thirty-five games as that role, um, and then it's a bunch of uh, like practice range challenges, like get two headshot kills as Kiriko or something, <laughs> which will take you you know 50, it'll take you longer to load into the practice range than it will to complete some of these challenges. Um, and then you can unlock the hero for free, which is cool. Uh, you can also pay, uh, apparently it's 900 um, uh, Overwatch coins, that premium currency in the shop to unlock them immediately. Um, but, I mean, we were talking about it, and as you said, you know, there's no reason that anybody would do that um, over to the challenges, really, unless you just didn't want to get the 35 wins. Um, but even then, yeah. that seems a bit much. <laughs> Yeah, no, you'll just uh, like it, you'll just eventually unlock them, right? Like at thirty-five, it's a it's a lot of wins, right? It's not you're not going to get it in a week. It's going to take you a little bit of time, uh, which is that's just industry standard at this point. As I mentioned with Valorant many times, like it takes me a month to unlock an agent there, and then I'm just like, ugh. It's a little frustrating, but uh, them moving uh, obviously with Ramatra, they moved the uh, they moved him up ten spots to forty five from fifty five. Be interesting to interesting to see how how uh, quick you can get to forty five. Uh, it's hard with someone because I bought the battle pass and that gives you a little bit of a boost. So I, I'm not sure without that boost how quickly you can get to forty five. Uh, but I imagine like a month as well for that um and that's no fun i don't like it but this is the this is where we live this is this is the world we live in now unfortunately yeah um, yeah that's definitely true um the other a notable change they listed here um of those kinds in the patch notes uh is that there are now two uh player icon rewards uh for every hero um also listed under this hero challenges section um and i forget I think it's also based on winning games, but as specific heroes, um, or maybe even playing games as specific heroes. Like you play five games or ten games, um, and you get one of their hero icons, uh, which are from Overwatch One. So you may have them already, as if I'm understanding it correctly. Um, and then you go up till you know twenty games or something, and you get this, you get a second one. Um, but um, Anyway, but so that's kind of cool too. You get a little more, uh, uh, more things to unlock is still uh, a good thing. Um, uh, as far as that goes, and that's just the, <laughs> that's just under their general updates section. Uh, season two competitive uh, is a thing that exists. Um, Ramatra obviously will not be available in competitive until presumably uh, December twentieth. Um, um, apparently there was a bit of uh, uh, I guess we would have called it SR decay but of course you don't have SR anymore um, but like the first um, the, you know your first placements may be lower at the beginning of season 2 than they were at the end of season 1 um, but apparently that's intentional so um, you just you know get back on the grind I guess <laughs> um, and uh, the damage roll passive um, was Pretty, pretty significantly nerfed, it feels like, uh, where on elimination heroes no longer, D DPS heroes no longer get a movement speed bonus at all, um, like they did, uh, and now the reload speed bonus was increased from 25 to 35%, um, 
after an uh, elimination. So it's, um, uh, it's you know, it, you know it, that's definitely not as significant as it used to be for DPS heroes. Uh, I know part of the issue was, you know, uh, that it was a, a big benefit to uh, heroes like Genji, heroes like Reaper, particularly in, you know, the like tier one Overwatch that we've seen. Um, and, and, and that has, I mean, the movement speed was, you know, in a movement speed focused game like Overwatch is, you know, that was the, the clear benefit of doing that. So it's, I'm interested to see what, uh, if they, you know, stop here or if they <laughs> end up making further changes to some, to some DPS passage, uh, DPS passive, uh, yet to come. Yeah. I, I do wonder if they do. I think everyone is, this is like, it's kind of a, it's decent. It's something, I guess, and I think that's what they want uh, because I think it. I think they're worried it'll be confusing if two roles have a passive and one doesn't. I think everyone agrees DPS doesn't need a passive, but it's. I think it's just there to have something. They'll figure out. They just don't need a passive. Let's be honest. So, uh, yeah, I guess they just want to give them a little bonus, make it a less, little less confusing, uh, but. Yeah, I, I'm glad the speed's gone away. No, no doubt. Like that was uh, that that was just overkill and way too good and made DPS a bit too good. So, yeah. Oh yeah, and then actually all the hero changes. So I'm not going to read all of this because it'll be a while. But um, obviously, you can go in and look at the patch notes from from season two. Um, Rumatra is released. They described all his abilities. Um, uh, Doomfist got a change, uh, as as the developer comments say, to increase his presence as a brawler tank. Um, he did get a buff to his uh, passive, the best defense, um, where he can get up to 200 health uh, with each ability use, um, and that's increased from 30 to 40 health, uh, temporary health per target hit with his abilities. Um, uh, Rocket Punch was changed a lot. Um, it's damage um, on impact, like to a wall. Or no, I'm sorry. It's damage on impact when you hit somebody was increased, and the wall damage was decreased to, um, you know, move that more into uh, just the impact itself. Um, and the empowered Rocket Punch got a buff a little bit too, um, uh, with a little bit uh, extra stun, but a lower range. Um, as I'm trying to summarize this here, um, uh, as far lot. as that, it's a lot. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and the, the power block, uh, cooldown reduced duration increased, um, uh, and the minimum damage required in order to get your empowered rocket punch, uh, was also reduced. Um, and his meteor strike gives you an empowered punch, um, when you use it, uh, like as soon as you land. So that's pretty significant as well. Um, and enough to make lots of people pretty high on Doomfist after <laughs> um, he was not pretty impressive uh, really at all um, in in season one. <laughs> so they'll be yeah. interesting to see how that changes. Oh yeah, big uh, time. I mean, so far, so far uh, at in my ELO at least, I, I think he really you still have to be really good at the hero for it to be good, which which means he's probably wrecking face uh, up at the top, but uh, at my elo, there's not as many people who are good at Doom, so I'd st I'd say he's playable finally, for sure. So that's 
that's nice too. He's definitely not the worst hero in the game anymore. So, yeah, uh, it feels like a good thing. I mean, somebody has to be the worst hero, I suppose, but uh, at least it's changing up. So that's <laughs> that's something. Yeah. Uh, Junker Queen got some nerfs, um, just a little bit, uh, at least, or shifting. Uh, more for survivability into the hero herself rather than her abilities. It says um, her uh, hitbox actually was increased a little bit um, and Rampage the ultimate's damage was reduced but its cost was also reduced um, and her Adrenaline Rush passive uh, where she used to heal 1 HP for herself for every uh, 1 HP of damage that she dealt uh, that actually has jumped up to 1.25 um, so essentially um, you know for example 100 healing to yourself uh, for every 80 damage you deal uh, which is pretty significant there uh, and I suppose that rounds out uh, those 3 uh, tanks in the the tank changes yeah uh, speaking of worst hero in the, in the game it might be might be Joker Queen <laughs> at this which point is, which is sad especially with that amazing skin on the battle pass uh, yeah I, I want to be able to play Joker Queen this season with that skin but I, I've tried her a couple times and she still seems pretty bad um, despite the adrenaline rush buff which I think they were expecting to be a bigger buff than it actually is it might be good it doesn't feel good because you're just not dealing as much damage, really. Um, also, Kiriko just hard counters this hero. Let's be honest. Like the amount of times that I um, that I would alt into their entire team and then Kiriko would just get rid of it, it is so frustrating. It's so annoying. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if, if the other team has a Kiriko, you just can't play Junker Queen either. Um, but yeah, interesting. I'm glad they're changing things with her, but she she needs buffs. She's she's still she's still not in a great place. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely a far cry from what we saw on launch for her. Um, several DPS hero changes, uh, starting with Bastion, where his uh, ultimate got buffed. Um, the, the damage itself was reduced, um, but the they come out faster, uh, and it no longer does uh, self damage for what that's uh, for what that's worth. So you could shoot yourself and not do anything, I guess. Um, uh, and he also got a buff on his cooldown for the um, the ability is reconfigure, but the the ability that lets him go into the um, uh, sentry, sentry form, I think it is. I always have to pause and think which one is sentry and which one is recon. <laughs> uh, but sentry with the with the minigun, um, cooldown buff on that ability. Sojourn did get her nerfs, um, um, where she can uh, hold her energy for less time. Uh, the the fall off range uh, for her secondary fire was reduced pretty significantly. Uh, apparently, she always had. Um, <laughs> secondary fire fall, fall off but as Karku put it um, uh, nobody ever really knew because you were never taking shots outside of 70 meters which was when that, that started to do um, 
uh, and notably, uh, when you get a headshot, uh, it's no longer two times damage; it's 1.5 times damage, uh, which means a fully charged railgun headshot at full damage um, is only 195. No longer is one shot uh, for a 200 HP hero, um, which can be significant. I mean, it means you need you know some kind of damage boost or, or uh, uh, you know damage. Or like Discord, for example, it's sort of a damage amplifier uh, in order to get those headshots. Um, but um, the overclock got a bit of a buff. It's it builds up quicker in between shots, uh, and the damage per projectile on her primary fire as you build up that energy is also increased from nine to ten. Um, so so a little trade-off, but hopefully. Um, Making it a little bit less, a little bit less likely that this does in fact end now, um, when she says it does. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think this is. I think these are good nerfs. Um, I think she's still usable uh, and is not, but it's just not as annoying. So I think she could still be meta. I'll be honest, uh, but. If you're full health, you will not be one shot by this hero unless you're a tracer, uh, which is good to see. So, yeah, that, that's that's all that's all you needed. I, I don't think it takes away from her core gameplay either. Like, I still think it'll be cool to to see her hit and kill someone uh, because you know people get below full health sometimes, and then you can right click them still and kill them. So, still should be good. Still should be cool. Um, and not, just not as annoying to play against. Uh, so, which was the goal? So yeah, yeah, that makes good sense. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, quick change to Symmetra, um, where which I believe are all uh, not quite all buffs, but uh, the charge rate uh, and the decay rate uh, of her uh, primary fire when it builds up in levels um, uh, increase by twenty percent, which is pretty significant, and you do regain ammo off of barriers again uh, like was true in Overwatch 1 um, uh, but the ammo consumption was also increased when you're firing normally uh, and Tracer I believe we mentioned on our last show uh, had a bug where she had no falloff within her falloff range um, that bug has been fixed um, um, but essentially that would have been a nerf to her <laughs> and so to compensate for uh, what evidently the developers felt was um, Tracer being in a pretty balanced state otherwise uh, they've given her a slight buff in this patch where the damage per pellet on her pulse pistols uh, is increased from 5 to 6 uh, and that rounds out DPS yeah that Tracer change is pretty significant Tracer seems pretty good pretty good right now so uh, yeah it is funny how that bug I don't know. They just it just made them realize like even with the bug, Tracer still wasn't like dominant or anything. So they were like, "Oh, I guess we should probably just buff her because uh, because she, she's not good." <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, nice DPS changes there. Uh, Sojourn one is just fantastic to see. <laughs> fantastic to see. So yeah. Oh yeah. And then uh, just a couple. Um um, support changes <laughs> on a sleep dart got a uh, cooldown reduction from 15 to 14 seconds <laughs> very wow. significant there um, 
Uh, Mercy got a fun change as well, where the time it takes to swap between her weapons was decreased, uh, and her ammo uh, on her gun was increased from 20 to 25. Uh, so you can get a little bit more uh, Battle Mercy E uh, a little bit more uh, regularly, which is which is kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not necessarily what people expected, but it's uh, interesting to see how that uh, evolves, obviously. Um, and then Kiriko got some more significant changes uh, where her arm hitboxes was reduced uh, in order to make way for her head. You can headshot her a little bit more consistently. Um, her ultimate uh, cost was increased and movement speed bonus and cooldown rate uh, reduction um, all was nerfed. Uh, so you, you can move slower uh, and the cooldowns come back slower uh, than you may be used to. Um, the protection Suzu's cast time was uh, decreased a little bit, makes it a little bit more responsive. Uh, she got a little bit more primary fire ammo, um, and the swift step can now be uh, input buffered, which is kind of nice. Um, as a you know, um, last ditch escape tool kind of situation. Yeah, that is nice. Um, yeah, interesting. Interesting that they felt. Uh, they needed to buff her in some ways because uh, I really don't think she needed it but uh, yeah good to finally see some nerfs to that ultimate the best ultimate of the game uh, that cooldown rate going down and movement speed going down is good good to see um, I still think yeah Suzu's just it, it is frustrating when you're playing Junker Queen specifically or Ana or it, it just counters so much and I don't know when you're old. I think specifically when ultimates are getting countered, it can be really frustrating. So um, I, I'm curious to see what they do with Suzu. I, I've heard a lot of complaints about it uh, recently, and they buffed it obviously. So I think people are even more like they're like, "Why'd you buff this ability? It's it's already super annoying counter to a bunch of stuff." So yeah. Um, it's fun. I mean, I think it's a good ability for support to have to counter just normal gameplay, but when you, like, earth shatter a bunch of people and then she just presses a button and it's like, nope, sorry. You're like, come on. That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fun at all. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully more Kirika nerfs incoming because it, she, she, there, she's got some unfun stuff, but I think her, her ult's in a better place for sure. So She's good, yeah. A um, uh, couple other things as we're still going through the patch notes. Um, uh, mostly just touching on the map pool uh, that has obviously changed now uh, slightly. Uh, we, we previewed it um, in the last uh, episode, but all the push maps are the same. We have uh, three of them so far. Um, Blizzard World's uh, Overcast uh, weather slash time of day setting is now available um, as a hybrid map. Uh, we got the new map Shambali Monastery at night uh, as an escort, as well as uh, Rialto, and I think that was the only one that we didn't already have. Um, Love Rialto. Right? Happy to yeah. see Rialto back. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Rialto's been gone for a while, so that's good. Uh, and our our five control masters still here, uh, but now we have Nepal at the evening and Oasis uh, morning. Uh, new time sets for. Uh, for both of those, so that's kind of cool. It's very interesting seeing Oasis in the morning. I'll tell you what. Um, it, I, think feels what like it, I think that's what they call just their regular daytime 
if you yeah. remember right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that morning and uh, yeah, I can't remember what the other one is. Um, but yeah, if you go into a custom game, you can now see all these um, all these daytimes sort of stacking up uh, on all the um, all the maps because obviously in custom game you can choose what you want. Uh, what day, time of day you want based off the ones they've released so far. Oasis actually has the most times of days so far with three. They have evening, night, and morning. Uh, and I'm sure as this game goes on, we will start getting more and more times of days for each until they're just all piled up and we'll get, you know, we'll get a rainy day in all these places, maybe. Um, I, d I do enjoy the overcast Blizzard room, I'll be honest. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. Um, hopefully we get some more uh, winter snowy ones too oh yeah um, but yeah those are uh, map pools still suck but uh, yeah nice, uh, nice to see Rialta back and uh, yeah, Blizzard World as well I think that's it that's, that's finally wow. all for the patch notes I'm, but I'm of course if they announced a whole bunch of other stuff with that season 2 yeah, of course. Those were just those were just the past jokes. Let's let's dive into the battle pass now, Joe. Um, battle pass this time around. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the biggest change is they moved uh, on the free route. They moved uh, the hero Ramatra from fifty-five to forty-five instead. So, uh, if you're playing for free, not paying for it, you will be getting that hero uh, sooner than last season. Uh, some people still saying, hey, that's not enough. Let's get it to like 30 maybe. Uh, maybe we'll get there one day. We'll see. Uh, they're slowly getting there, if so. Uh, of course, you could just buy the Battle Pass once again and just get Ramatra uh, right away. So, up to you. But as far as the Battle Pass goes, uh, they significantly, in my opinion at least, they significantly um, upped the quality of the skins on the battle pass uh, as well as I really like the name cards uh, for this season too but this time around I, last time it was like a noir cyberpunk type theme uh, but almost all those noirs I think there was one noir cyberpunk theme skin even on the battle pass and the rest of them you had to buy in the shop they took that to uh, they took that to heart and with this uh, Greek mythology skin, they have put two of those Greek mythology skins, and in my opinion, two of the best Greek mythology skins in Ramatra Poseidon uh, at level 20, and then uh, Hades Pharaoh, which is makes me want to play Pharaoh because it's a really, really <laughs> cool skin. Um, you even got like her helmet is like the Hades crown. Um, it's it's a really cool skin. Uh, so as well as of course as the Zeus um, Zeus Junker Queen Mythic skin, which is also really cool. Um, and these, yeah, when when the ones come to the shop, that might be the first skins I actually purchase. I ha I did not purchase any from the shop last time around. Uh, it was all Battle Pass skins for me in season one. But that uh, that Reinhardt skin uh, looks so good. Um, I, I just love. I'm a sucker for Greek mythology, so I, those those might be the ones I finally spend some money on. But I'm glad to get some really cool ones just in the battle pass itself. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I forget, is is Ryan a Minotaur? Is that the yeah? Ryan's Minotaur. Ryan is a Minotaur. Um, I can't remember yeah, where, what the other who 
I guess I could go to the video to find. Uh, Widowmaker's Medusa, I know. Oh, yeah, that one's really good, too. Oh, my God. Uh, that one's great. What else is there? Somebody's Lucio, Hermes. Maybe yeah, it's like Lucio. Lucio's oh, Lucio. Hermes. Yeah, so Lucio Hermes, uh, Cyclops, Roadhog, Medusa, Widow, and Minotaur, Reinhardt are the four skins that are not on the Battle Pass that I imagine will be purchasable during the um, during the event. So Battle for Olympus, um, and they're all God, they're all so cool. Um, yeah, any thoughts on the Battle Pass, Joe? Yeah, it's it's definitely looking good. Um, I, I like the the change to pull um, to pull Romatra down a little bit, uh, and you know you get the the salty um, weapon charm as well <laughs> at that yeah, two forty five. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, which yeah, this <laughs> whether you know how intentional that was or you know in what it ways that been. was intentional, it's still funny. <laughs> it must have been. Um, yeah. Other changes we haven't talked about yet. Um, the Owl Skin Shop uh, got another revamp. Uh, they extended the duration on um, the old skins that they had. Uh, I forget why. Oh, it's because they were still waiting on the Owl tokens to drop, I bet. Um, but you can now also purchase uh, Goat Brig, uh, Midas Hog, that was the second uh, San Francisco Shock uh, Championship skin. Um, the Good and Evil Echo, based off of uh, Fleta, and uh, the Jonax Zin skin. You can buy all of those um, in the shop now as well for Overwatch League tokens. And in fact, they have a um, they have them in bundles too. So I was able to get the Fleta skin at a discount because that's the only one I didn't have yet because um, I didn't buy it at the time because it was kind of eh, and it still is kind of eh. But might as well at least get it I have, I have it yeah. in my collection exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, so that's cool and they to my understanding have finally come out with supposedly all of the uh, viewership rewards from from uh, grand finals I actually haven't checked for myself if I have all the skins that I'm supposed to have but apparently they, they have them all out except for so maybe the uh, new nice. heroes Overwatch League skins yeah like yeah. the gray skins which is kind of odd but whatever I think it's uh, Sojourn specifically because I do. I think oh, I have Junker. Okay. I have Junker Queens, uh, but I think Sojourn specifically just doesn't have hers yet. So, hmm. yeah, yeah. The, apparently, obviously, it was very much delayed from when they said that all those rewards were going to go out. But apparently, it was, uh, from what I understand, from I think like Sean Miller was tweeting about it. It was more of like a YouTube thing that like their API for keeping track of all that was just not able to handle all of the Overwatch League stuff. <laughs> Um, and just like the sheer volume of people that they had, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's a good problem to have, I suppose, but yeah, you didn't get your skins. <laughs> Glad it was fixed. I was never affected by it. I got my, I got my tokens right away. Uh, cause I'm built different. Um, <laughs> there you go. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah. What else? Uh, besides that, I guess the, yeah, the events, uh, of course, we three events, as I mentioned earlier, with this season. Uh, we only had one with the last one, right? Only Halloween. So uh, up, yeah. up and all the way to three. We skipped two. Uh, we're getting Winter Wonderland that is coming back in uh, next week. So uh, December 13th through uh, January 4th. And then we will get the Battle for Olympus uh, event with a limited time game mode. Uh it's in the trailer. It looks super fun. 
looks like it's like using a lot of the possible perks we'll get in the PVE that that will eventually come out, as what a lot of people are theorizing. So that should be super fun. That's happening January fifth, right after the day after Winter Wonderland, January fifth uh, through uh, January nineteenth. And then uh, d- during the event, uh, towards the end of the event, um, we will also get another event, and that is the Year of the Rabbit Lunar New Year from January 17th to February 6th. Uh, and they have announced uh, skin free skins you'll be able to earn uh, with Winter Wonderland and Year of the Rabbit. Uh, I can't remember where, where or it's, what those are. Uh, it's a uh, I, forget the, a, I forget the official name of it, but yeah, it's like Ice Brig... Uh, Winged Victory Mercy and something else for Year of the Rabbit. Or I think it's an Echo Skin, maybe, for yeah, Year of the Rabbit. Yeah, I think it's an Echo Skin. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's an Echo Skin. Uh, so, yeah, th- that's th- those are happening. We're getting fr- they, they listened to everyone. They, everyone missed. Ever, the, events were under, the event was underwhelming, obviously, with Halloween because the only thing you could earn was through Twitch drops. I think a lot of people missed. Uh, being able to earn stuff in game for free uh, through those events, and all, all that was exciting was something that was expensive in the shop every other day or whatever. So, hopefully, they fixed it with this. And yeah, more obviously, we mentioned more Twitch drops uh, earlier. Yeah, that, that's I think that's basically all, which is crazy, uh, crazy amount of stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for these events. I'm excited for Winter Wonderland. I, I miss that. I love that uh, theme song that they have uh, during that. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it's just going to be good to have and and to see how they incorporate um, how they incorporate those kind of events in you know the seasonal model like they're talking about. Obviously, um, if we go back to their content map that they had released, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe you know season one was you know. Uh, new hero season two was you know new hero new map and i think this battle for olympus was also listed on there as you know like the new game mode or whatever yeah um so yeah you know this may be you know a good example of you know what we have um to look forward to in in some of that as they continue down that roadmap which presumably will get updated over time I'm interested to see because this is going to be one of the most content-filled seasons theoretically, obviously. Because going forward, they're going to downsize it a bit. Um, in that they're going to, they're now going to switch off every other. Where season three is going to be a new map, and then season four is going to be a new hero, and there won't be they won't be doubling up ever again. So I'm interested interested to see how they like uh, compensate for that. You know. Um, because then there will just be less hype for the next season if there's less stuff than there was this season, right? So hopefully yeah, they have uh, a plan for that. I wonder if they'll continue making it um, uh, as much as they can. I think it would be in the best interest to continue making it uh, so like the hero and the map are connected. Like obviously we have, um, you know, Ramatra launching uh, alongside Shambhali Monastery, which they're like very lore dependent. Um, but like, you know, for example, the next... Um, I suppose you know the next hero can be whatever, but then like the next map can be a teaser for the hero in season five and those kind of things. Like that that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, give us some more hints. Obviously, we'll have more time between heroes, so we get more hype as to what they could be and who they could be. So I like that. 
All right. Um, Overwatch 2 and Microsoft Rewards. I haven't. I have actually not seen that, but um, Joe has just today, I believe. Wow, Joe has listed that here, and it's a very cool custom Xbox that you can win. Wow, a Ramatra one. Yeah, for uh, they're celebrating the Microsoft merger that the FTC is now suing to stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, you can. They've got a sweepstakes. Um, for Overwatch 2 Xbox, and if you're a if you're a Microsoft Rewards user person, like if you get um, their rewards points for doing Bing searches and stuff, which oh. I started doing at some point recently. I know it's probably not a very common thing to do. Like probably not a lot of people do that. Um, but if you have a glut of Microsoft Rewards points, you can uh, turn them in for Overwatch coins, like the premium currency. Um, you can get 200 coins uh, for 1,800 um, of your Microsoft Rewards points. Um, and they also have bundles of 500 coins for 5,000 and 1,000 coins for 10,000. But why would you ever do that? Because it's better financially to get the small bundle. But whatever. Um, but that's a, <laughs> that's a new way now that, at least for a while, uh, you can get uh, some of those premium coins. For free. Uh, yeah or just by it's searching on bing i guess <laughs> yeah it's which, the main way to do it yeah which is debatable if it's free you know that's that's a lot of having to use bing over google that's yeah you're, you're gonna be bullied it's it's gonna be yeah. nuts. they do have um and this is really what i don't this is really what i do i also made Bing my my default search engine i know i know i know it's crazy <laughs> um but um they also have every day like a random buttons you click on that just give you points so you can usually get like 30 or 50 points a day okay uh, oh, so you could yeah you could get to buying 200 coins pretty quickly i feel like that yeah it'd take a couple weeks but you could do it wow okay pretty pretty easy i might have to honestly might have to take a look at this here joe I, I'll, I'll take some free overwatch money yeah they have a they have a browser extension that has all the like i said there's like random you have to it's like a news quiz you can take it gives you points and whatever i like how this just turned into an ad for microsoft rewards yeah, but basically. you know whatever <laughs> and you could and you could you know they have things that aren't overwatch uh coins but the people who listen to the show probably want the overwatch, overwatch yeah, coins i would imagine um that, that is like a cool little uh cool little sneaky way to get some free skins maybe uh so cool glad, glad you listened to joe all right, uh, calling all heroes. If you haven't been paying attention to that, uh, the finals uh, are happening soon, December 11th, and then 17th to 18th uh, on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, if you haven't been watching, should be super fun. We still got some uh, Overwatch League teams themselves participating. Um, you had or the, the the franchises at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not the sorry, not the actual teams. Franchises, uh, sponsoring teams, basically. So. Yeah, um, you got one of my the team I'm rooting for, Dart Monkeys, uh, because Aspen's on it, and she is a Gladiators content creator. So I will root for her. Um, also, notably, coach, coached by Jake. Oh, nice! I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say notably uh, on the 18th is the finals, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can watch for owl tokens. Uh, if you watch it on YouTube, you get five owl tokens per hour, just like a Overwatch League broadcast. Oh. Give me the tokens. I need to start saving. Everyone should start saving up for next season because um, I, I would assume 
that they are going to Overwatch League skin all of the new Overwatch 2 skins. So start saving oh, them up. I see. Start saving yeah. them up. Cause, um, Based it on be- the, the new defaults? Yeah, I imagine that that is the, going to be the case. Is uh, yeah, the new Overwatch 2 defaults will finally be getting um, Overwatch League skins. So save save up those save up those tokens. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, the, overall great event so far. If you haven't been watching, go check it out. Um, definitely watch the finals. It's been it's been great, uh, great for the community and just just fun to watch. Uh, and you also get to see. Um, maybe Ramatra or just this meta in uh, in a professional setting, basically. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's get to it, Joe. Let's start talking about uh, the twenty twenty three off season moves because we do have some moves that are happening, um, despite the fact that free agency has been pushed back due to the Chinese teams just not knowing what they're going to do next year. Obviously, um, there has been no progress publicly, at least as far as NetEase and Blizzard goes. If you haven't heard, basically. China can there's no way if you live in China to play Overwatch 2 anymore starting in January uh, which is very much a problem for the four the four Chinese teams that exist in this league uh, yeah and they don't know what they're going to do and because of that uh, they have pushed back the free agent window to December 23rd uh, as well as the time to have five players on your roster to March 13th uh, so yeah, they're just pushing back the off season a little bit. Um, if you, if you saw on Twitter, it wasn't a great way to do it. <laughs> they, I, I'm sure they were in contact with the Chinese teams and the East region teams, but it did not seem like the league was in contact with the NA teams at all because all the coaches and everyone were tweeting. This is how I found out was via a tweet, and you never you never want that. Uh, you don't want the league. You don't want everyone in the league to find out via a tweet. So that's definitely a little yeah. upsetting. And and on the one hand, you know, just on its face, it's like you know, why would they be complaining? Because you know, that means they get more time to sign players and all this kind of stuff. But it also means that they had been planning on much less time. <laughs> you know, the 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 ways in which they were thinking about their roster building uh, kind of just got thrown out the window. Yeah. Um, and they just did a bunch of work uh, that went to waste in a lot of cases. Uh, deals probably dropped through around the league, like, to be honest. But that's a long time, you know? Like, people can, players can make different decisions, decide to go somewhere else, market themselves a little bit more. And the other biggest thing is now players, like, are tweeting about trying to apply for unemployment because they are not going to get paid uh, until they are signed. So... They're sitting here another month of not getting paid, which is, it is rough. Um, these Overwatch League isn't like League of Legends where all the players, all, all the players in like League get paid a very, very nice salary where they, in the offseason, it wouldn't matter if they don't get paid. Over here in Overwatch League, you got a lot of players on minimum contracts, which, you know, that's not, that's not much. So that, these players want to get paid. I think that's the biggest complaint right there as well is, the league should do something about that because uh, that's rough. Um, all right, but let's let's get into uh, let's get into these crazy signs because 
starting with Atlanta, this is a, I, I messaged you, Joe, I've been talking to everyone about, this is a fever dream, I feel like, this Atlanta, <laughs> this Atlanta, this version of the Atlanta rain, if you would have told me that this was happening two years ago, I would have been like, you're insane, like, what, um, <laughs> what? So Gator is now the head coach of Atlanta, um, which as someone who the gladiators, we were really good friends with the Atlanta people uh, as someone who like knows a lot of these Atlanta players personally at this point, I know like in a public facing way that might seem weird at first as someone who has met Gator and has met that team. I, I think it's a good fit. I think he's a good, he's going to be a good coach. I think he's really good. Uh, at coach, I'll be honest. He's just a good, he's he, he's a good sort of uh, players coach, uh, and everyone on the team loved him. So, I, I think mean, he, he certainly had plenty of time to practice his coaching last season. Exactly, like he oh I, snap, sick bird, <laughs> you, you, you burned him. <laughs> uh, but I do, I do think that was the case where he he basically was. I think a lot of the bench players, even for example, Indy Space on uh, our team, uh, was obviously benched for most of the year. And I think he took more of a coach role as well because of that. Um, I, and I imagine that I wasn't in the I wasn't in the practice room with Atlanta, but I imagine that was a similar situation for Gator. Uh, when when you're not playing, you still want to show your coaches like I'm still here, you know. Like I, you don't want to show you've given up, so you you, you kind of like start helping out where you can. And I imagine Gator actually did that on the bench last year, so. He will be the head coach. The funniest thing is Wizard Hyong will be, will be his assistant coach, uh, obviously coming over from the Shanghai Dragons to fit, or uh, the Seoul Dynasty, to fit um, some of the signings they made. Uh, oh, is that where he was? I wasn't even sure where he was most recently. <laughs> it was either Seoul or Shanghai. I can't remember. It's one of the APAC teams. Uh, huh. Wizard, okay. Wizard Hyong, obviously, a legend in the Overwatch League scene. Um, the original he was... New- he was- original new york coach so yeah and washington justice after that i believe yeah washington justice um yeah and then i guess he he's reformed now um or something i don't know but yeah he's (laughs) he's assistant coaching alongside gator what a duo uh of coaches that i totally expected to happen what Um, a duo of coaches and what a team to coach them yeah (laughs) My God, uh, let's go through this team. They uh, so Atlanta, like I mentioned, they have bypassed this free agency thing being pushed back by making trades. Uh, they the, the players they got were not free agents. Uh, they bought out their contracts, uh, and those players are Stalker, Lip, and Dia. Those those players are Stalker, Lip, and Dia. Um, if you didn't hear me correctly, just, I was gonna say you just had to say it again just to make sure. <laughs> you did. Th- those are the three players on the Atlanta Reign that they have signed. Those are some good players. Um, Stalker, Lip, and Dia uh, joining the Atlanta Reign, and they will be joining Vigilante and Hawk, who they re-signed. Obviously, both those players were on the Reign last year. Good re-signs right there. I, the, Hawk is fantastic, so uh, good to have him back, but. Man, once again, even you look at the coaching and then you look at the players and you're like, did I ever expect Lip to be playing alongside Hawk? No, I did not. I remember when they <laughs> faced I remember when they faced each other in the grand finals, did not expect them to team up uh, here this season. So, wow. That's <laughs> true. It's the ultimate 
buddy comedy. Yeah, it's going to be... I want to see the content for this team. I want to see it so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I was telling you when this was announced, you know, we should have done you know, like off-season hot takes or something, because then I could have impressed everybody by correctly predicting that Gator and Wizard Young would coach <laughs> Lip on the Atlanta Reign. <laughs> what a hot take that would have been, but you would have been right. <laughs> My God, Gator and Wizard Young. Uh, yeah, wow, what a... One off-season... I, as jokes aside, this is going to be a really good team. <laughs> this, oh, yeah. yeah. This is absolutely... I mean, this is the only team we know about, but we know it's going to be a good team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think in general, like, obviously, APAC's going to be an absolute shambles next year, but I don't think that's going to affect any of the NA teams, and it shows in Atlanta. I think they're all still going to be trying pretty hard uh, because, obviously, the Netties thing does not affect them. Uh, so they are... I, I, from what I'm seeing here, it seems like we'll have a competitive, very competitive NA. Maybe one of the best NA uh, NAs of all time because obviously they're getting all the players from APEC like the Atlanta Reign is. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year. Um, but speaking of APEC releases, uh, Shanghai has released Iziaki, so that's a really big free agent on the market, obviously, and flex support. Um, really good supports are hard to find. So Iziaki, I imagine, will be someone that a, a bunch of people um, will be looking, looking, looking to get. Uh, and then they also release Coach Moon and Kong. That one's more interesting. Moon is obviously one of the top coaches in this, in this entire league. It's hard to think of where he'll go, Joe, because he deserves a head coaching job. Oh yeah, without and, a doubt. And I don't know what team needs him. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, obviously, it you know makes sense why they got rid of him because there really isn't a place. I mean, with with the uncertainty in in you know APAC already, there's it's not a great place to be sitting and hoping you have a job. But yeah, at the same time, it's it really is a question of how how one might fit i think i even joked on our last show about like like i misspoke or something and said that moon was leaving and i was like haha wouldn't that be funny <laughs> and then he did and then he did yeah 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 um yeah yeah just i'm just trying to think of possible places he could go as a head coach and it feels like the only one i can actually think of is the boston uprising uh maybe new york <laughs> that that would be quite something. Yeah, maybe New York, but uh, New York, we know they're... If you haven't heard their shenanigans, I don't think they're spending any money this season. Um, London, like, it, it's just in a weird spot where, like, it feels like everyone has found their coach in NA almost, right? Like, Atlanta got Gator now. The, over at the Glads, we're set. Uh, Florida had Gunba, who had a really good year. Houston has uh, a great duo with Junkbuck and Jake. No reason you'd move on from that. Shiraki got crusty. Uh, the Titans uh, already hired Askoft. Um, the Defiant obviously already hired their coach and Kasaurus. Uh The Fuel already have a Rush. It's literally just the uprising. That's the because the justice <laughs> the justice just got get ama- get amazed. Like, yeah, it, it, it's it, true. It is just the uprising, and I mean, obviously, it could be New York as well, but New York is not going to pay him anything, so. Yeah, Moon might just be. I, I guess maybe the Eternal as well. Who, who's the Eternals head coach? Did they hire someone? 
Uh, Empress. <laughs> oh, yeah. They hired Empress. So what... Yeah, is Moon just done? Like, that's nuts. That's one of the best coaches in the league. And he might just be gone. Um, unless he just goes to one of these other APAC teams. The only options here are Seoul or Philly. Um, and I think both of them have good head coaches too, right? Yeah, I mean, as much as Moon to Philly would be fascinating. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the... the They got Toby. I forget, I forget who's the head coach there, but... Toby and Jin. Jin's the Philly, and then Toby, uh, Toby is Seoul. Um, but yeah, the, the reason I mentioned those two is those are the only two non-Chinese APAC teams uh, who might be willing to spend a lot of money on Moon um, in Seoul and Philly. So, yeah, if Moon is nowhere, that's just going to be crazy. Or if he's like an assistant coach somewhere, like that's just weird. That's just going to be weird. Um, maybe he just, maybe he takes a minimum contract somewhere. It's just nuts that I, everyone's pretty much set. Uh, besides the uprising, we'll see if Pre is able to get Moon and really build something with the uprising. It'd be nuts. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we just mentioned Paris signed uh, head coach Empress. So first female head coach in the league. Um, so congratulations to Paris. Congratulations to Empress and Paris. Um, as far as comments go, it seems like uh, it was very well deserved. So. Uh, I'm excited to see what uh, they can do. I guess it's not Paris anymore also. I was just about to say congratulations to Paris and congratulations <laughs> to the Las Vegas Eternal. Yeah. Yep. It is now the Vegas Eternal. Uh, they have tweeted. What is this? This is this morning. They tweeted just, to, just today. Yeah. Um, just video. So officially they have not. It looks like they are not changing their logo at all or name. Uh, they are just the Vegas Eternal and they are keeping the entire <laughs> the Paris feel of it, which is expected after their Paris, uh, obviously the Paris Call of Duty team we mentioned before uh, changed to Vegas Legion. Uh, their logo was also very Paris-esque, and they did not change it or, or any of the branding around them. So, yeah, they're Vegas Eternal. Yeah. They got a poker chip as a, as a Twitter icon now. And I guess they have a little bit of orange in there now, actually. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the colors are a little different. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that'll get reflected in new skins or if it's just more of a theming thing than anything. But Yeah, interesting. But the officially transition has been made. Yep, we have a Las Vegas team now. No, just one European team left, um, and they're located in Los Angeles, California, the London Swiftfire. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, interesting. Okay, so if you go to this video, yeah, the yellow, where the yellow previously was in the in the sort of logo, um, it is now clearly an orange. Uh, their yellow wasn't the most yellow anyways in the first place, but it is definitely orange now. So maybe they're changing to a red, blue, and orange, or just red and orange. Um, who knows? Um who 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 really knows? I gotta say I'm not a big fan of it, but that's my initial impression. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to see what they what they end up doing with it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which could be same, which could be said of the team too. So you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Yeah, that's a big announcement. Good to good to see that finally happen. All right, I mentioned this earlier as well, uh, that Vancouver has gone with Ascoft as their head coach. Uh, not a surprise as uh, Broy uh, is staying the GM, and they have history, of course, with Boston Uprising. Um, so wouldn't be surprised if 
Uh, yeah, Beroy signs his favorite people from the Boston Uprising. Honestly, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if this is just uh, Uprising the, the Boston Titans or whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, that that would be my guess, and I'm guessing that's a good educational guess there. Uh, they also re-signed Aspire. Uh, he was not on the Uprising before, so that doesn't that that's <laughs> yeah. But it's a good signing, so good for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's. Um it's it's interesting thinking about you know out of all the players that we've been talking about that um, currently don't know what teams they're on that the you know, players like Aspire do um, but that's not necessarily you know um, it's a less, less of a dig on him and more just you know it's good that you know he's found his place yeah I agree it's, it's good to see him just consistently stay in the league he deserves it so good for him um, all right, Soul has officially released Profit, so that's another huge, obviously another huge free agent. I would imagine maybe one of the most sought-out free agents. That's got to be one of the top free agents right there, Profit, uh, no doubt. So big loss for Soul, but yeah, he's one of the mainstays in Overwatch League. I expect him to, if he wants to play, he's going to find somewhere to play. Uh, that's what I'm expecting for sure. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yep, um, and that's some other big releases. I think two really big names for the Houston Outlaws who did really well, especially in that last meta for them during the playoffs um, in Dante and Merritt being released by the Houston Outlaws. That is right, Dante and Merritt. And uh, I think Merritt was really good on that sojourn there at the end of the season. Um, that's So that's a pretty big surprise to me. He wasn't like the most consistent player throughout the season. Uh, but... Yeah, uh, interesting to see uh, him gone. Uh, but Dante, I, you got to think, Houston must be cooking something up. They got <laughs> you. Don't drop your. You don't. You do not just drop your your franchise player unless you got something cooking. <laughs> unless you have gotten a really good tank. Um, I, that's my guess. Because I, I mean, a really good tank and really good flexible dps players i mean <laughs> i guess so um do you because yeah not only did you just drop your you know your franchise tank but you just dropped two of two solid dps players you know even if even if they haven't been playing that you know recently in dante's case um the, the yeah it's it's <laughs> very interesting and um yeah you know because yeah particularly in dante's case you'd, even if you didn't want to use him as a main tank uh, you've also decided uh, have the Houston Outlaws that they don't want to use him as, you know, in his former role either. So, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's I, I, they've got to have something because Dante was just good. He, he was just plain good at the end of the season. I mean, it was it was a meme at how good he was at Doomfist, I guess. And then he was just good at Winston. Like, let's he was just good at it. Um, he's a good tank player, so. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. And obviously, he was like a cat. I feel like he was a captain of this team, and he was he was the face of this team. He had been on it for so long, and he's gone now. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see who they replace him with. It has to be someone good if they're just gonna drop Dante. It has to be. Oh yeah. If it's not, I, I, everyone should be upset. Yeah, and I mean this this is you know third in the postseason tournament, Houston Outlaws too. So yeah, yeah. 
It's, it, it's a lot. Exactly. Like this team peaked at the end of the season. Uh, you'd think like, okay, we could just keep doing better. Like maybe upgrade a few positions, but yeah, no, they must be, they must be getting somebody good over there. Uh, they must be. They, they're, they gotta be cooking something up. Um, but yeah, Dante no longer an outlaw. I assume after the great season he had and after great season Merritt had, I assume we will definitely see them somewhere else. But yeah, that's that's all we got. Um, we we have the New York Excelsior um, all female roster news thing, but it's been a while since that happened, and we we're deep in this episode. So yeah, if you haven't heard about it, and it's obviously stupid, and I don't know how much me and Joe can add to it. Like it's just it's dumb what they're doing. So and hope, to, to be to be clear, putting together our roster of you know entirely people of marginalized genders for the sake of doing that yes yeah no obviously <laughs> i'm not i'm not out here like yeah women shouldn't be allowed to play video games no i'm not saying that <laughs> i'm saying that new york was just taking advantage of marginalized genders to give themselves good pr um and it completely backfired because everyone can obviously see that um yeah and and clearly like uh, they were they were literally thinking about picking up like masters players, uh, people so far away from top 500 that they would, this would have been um, projected to be the worst Overwatch League team ever. Like worse than the ON40 Shanghai Dragons, like getting dumpstered every single game. And they think that that's going to help marginalized gender. It's just ri- ridiculous. Uh, they think that's going to help. Uh, people will see that and they'll use it as an excuse that, that marginalized genders are, are they are good at video games right um i'm so glad that people like aspen and people who got asked were like no like this is the stupidest idea i'm so glad that they said that they stood up for themselves and they want to earn their way into owl they don't want to do it through um some pr stuff like this so yeah oh yeah yeah shout out to uh, it's at mentally ill emma on twitter i don't know their um Gamertag, but <laughs> tweeted, if you're an owl team and you think the mediocre contenders player who hasn't played the game since late 2020 and only plays top four once is a realistic option for your roster, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's just, oh, great tweet. But yeah, no, it's, that is what New York had come to. They were literally just trying to use this roster. Uh, they were trying to get, get clicks somehow instead of trying to win. Which is what the... It's a fall from grace, right? This team used to be the best team in the league, Joe. <laughs> and this is what they've come to. Oh, what a... What a... And box. Just a disaster over there. But yeah. Um, obviously, that's a bit old news by now. And I think they have most likely moved on from do, trying to do yes. that. And I think they're very thankful for this uh, free agent window to push back. Because it seemed like they were all in all in on that like a couple days before it was about to open so I think they're very happy that they have time to switch their strategy um, but yeah geez what a what a mess alright uh, anything else to add Joe I mean it feels like we've said it all <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's been a lot um, and obviously it's been a while since we did our last show uh, free agency doesn't officially open like we said until I believe the 23rd yeah so it may be, it may not be until then we do another show, but we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll stay on top of 
Yeah, and even then, all the all the fun stuff. Even then, like, uh, we're, I'm, it's gonna be Christmas morning, and my gift is gonna be a tweet. Um, That's true. <laughs> from all these all these people, and I'm just gonna be like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna be weird, obviously, uh, because I don't I don't know when we're gonna be able to do a show either. It's it's during a holiday break, so uh, hopefully we can get you one as soon as we compile a bunch of great sightings and news. Um, but in the meantime, you can enjoy the uh, Winter Wonderland event. Starts on Tuesday, I believe. I'm the excited. 13th. Yep. Yeah. Super excited. Um, yeah, enjoy that. And thank you all for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter's at JWGeorgeIV and Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC. And our show's Twitter is at On the Flank Show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on hyphen the hyphen flank.podcast.co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you all for listening, uh, and enjoy this uh, chill little off-season so far. And go get your Relatro drops.